Jude is here. He's um, a man preaching in Kenai tonight. Uh, what, what time is that service? Seven o'clock in Kenai tonight. If you want to go there and join in with that youth as well, amen. Uh, Brother Jude has given himself to prayer, and uh, now the Lord is using him to preach the word of the Lord. I'm very excited about that. I talked to Bishop Blackshear yesterday. I wanted to know how many generations, and he began to count them off. And Brother Jude is fifth generation Pentecost. Praise God. That's a tremendous legacy. That's a wonderful heritage. Praise God. And oh, I'm thankful that the Lord is true and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. That doesn't give Brother Jude a free pass. No, he's got to step in and take it on himself. And I'm glad he's doing that in the name of the Lord. Let's make him welcome as he comes to preach today. Amen. The Lord bless him so much. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give that praise to the Lord for a few more moments. He is worthy of our praise and of all of our honor. We don't deserve it, but he alone is worthy of our praise. God deserves all the glory. He is so deserving. What a mighty God we serve. There is no God like our God. He is the great Jehovah. He is God, the provider. I wish if someone believed that I could get someone to clap their hands and worship God with me. If you realize that the God we serve is the greatest God on the planet, I wish I could get someone to be loud for Jesus. There is no God like our God. Thank you, Lord. I don't know where I'd be without my God. I don't know where I would be without my God. He brought me out. I have no clue where I'd be. I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for Jesus. I know I share that testimony with all everyone in this house. I would not be here without my God. He is worthy of all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I give honor to your amazing pastor, Brother Glover. I remember, I remember being just so young, coming to family camp every year, and, you know, I wouldn't be paying attention. I'd be off my own world, and i hear a deep voice, and it would just scare me, and it would shock me to my core. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I'm thankful for his leadership. He is a true Pentecostal pioneer, not just to our region, but to the whole movement. He is an elder. He's a firm foundation that we can look to. Amen. Amen. I give honor to my pastor for allowing me to be here. I would not be here without him. I know he's my dad, but he's also my pastor. So I give honor to him. Thank you, Jesus. Today, my subject is the offspring of true relationship. The offspring of true relationship. Today, during the, during the first word, my message was preached. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how... Brother Perkins preached two messages, but he preached the message I'm trying to preach right now and the message I plan on preaching tonight. <laughs> so thank you for that. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 47, verses 1 through 5. Ezekiel 47, verses 1 through 5. There's some digging in the spirit I feel we're going to do today. There's some deeper places in the spirit that the Lord's trying to take us to. Some healings are going to take place today. Spoken prophecies 
over this church are going to take root today. The years of prayer and fasting and sacrifice for the church and for this region are finally going to take root and bloom today. I felt that so strongly in prayer for the service. They're not, they're not just going to be prayers that were prayed and that are going to keep me praying, but we're going to see them come to pass. And it's all going to start today. It's all going to start today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel 47, verse 1. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under, from the right side of the house at the south of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side, and when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. And then the waters were to the ankles. Verse 4, and again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were now to the knees. And again he measured a thousand cubits and brought me through the waters. Now the waters were to his loins. Last verse of scripture today. Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. Lord, today by the authority and the power of the word of God, anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of your feet. Lord, let your word go forth in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray that your will be done above all else. Lord, we pray that our flesh and our desires and our agenda walks out that back door right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let your will be done today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come on, let's give that clap to the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. I'm ready for the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You may, Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. There are a few things that as apostolics we need to understand. There are a few things in the spirit we need to understand we have power and authority over. Paul, the great Paul, tells us in 1 Corinthians that a man talking about, talking about Jesus, a man went by and he didn't know where he was from. He was talking about different atmospheres. He didn't know what heaven he was from. I don't have the scripture for you today, but Paul says it, and it leads me with through study of that scripture. There are three known atmospheres to us. The first being heaven, the second being space, and the third being the atmosphere we live in today. 
Heaven is the atmosphere where the Lord dwells. Heaven is the atmosphere where the kingdom and the throne room of God is. That is the only consistent, holy, and healthy atmosphere. Space is just space. There's not much to it. But heaven is the holy and consistent atmosphere that we are meant to look to and align our atmosphere with. The third atmosphere is the atmosphere we dwell in today. The atmosphere that we are living and experiencing right now, this atmosphere is the only atmosphere that is changeable, that is not consistent. This atmosphere has power to be changed. Now, the enemy can change it. Satan can change the atmosphere. He, can, he can't change it, but he can affect the atmosphere we dwell in. We can change the atmosphere. We have power and significance over this atmosphere that we dwell in. If we need healings to take place in a service, we can pray healings into the spirit. We can change the atmosphere that we dwell in. And it is important as an apostolic believer to be able to change and realize the role that we have and to change the atmosphere we dwell in. We have to align our atmosphere with the Spirit of God. And we understand this, that we can't because Jesus said in Matthew 18, 18, we have power to bind what's bound in here is bound in heaven. What's loosed here on earth will be loosed in heaven. So that tells us that we have authority to bind things in this atmosphere, that we have authority to bind strongholds that try to come at the church, that we have authority to bind demons that try to come at the church, and they will be bound in heaven. But that also means we have the authority to loose miracles and signs and wonders, and they will be loosed in heaven. So if we loose it and speak it into the atmosphere, it will be loosed in heaven, and it will take place. That's why it's so important to speak the word of faith, because if you speak it, it will take place. We understand this through, through some history as well. During the Punic Wars, there were, the, in around 1400, during the Punic Wars, the top people of, 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 the top of the food chain were the people of Carthage, the Carthaginian people. They were a people of education and high status. They were the aristocrats of the day. No one could touch them. No one was at their level. But they were of high, the highest status you could get and receive. No one could touch them. No one even looked to them because what the level that they had achieved was so just astronomical. It was so out there that like I can never reach it. So they were of such high status that they disregarded everyone. But what they did not know is that their little brothers, Rome, were on a rise. The people of Carthage got complacent of where they were at. They got complacent of their stature. As said in Ezekiel 47, they measured, as he, as he was measured out and taken to deeper levels of the river, people of Carthage did all they could until it got to the place of rivers they could not pass. And they got complacent being at the top. They got complacent where they were at. But the people of Rome were not complacent. They were hungry for power. They were hungry for rule. They were hungry for high status and high stature. And so this tells us the people of Carthage, as they began to get complacent, when the people of Rome, when the Romans were on the rise, they were a people of warfare, and they combated the people of Carthage. And that is the Punic Wars. They were between the Carthaginian people and the Romans. And around the third Punic War, the people of Carthage decided to move to the Sahara Desert, which was back then a luscious green forest full of nutrients. It was a rainforest. Now the driest place on earth was then a rainforest back then. And the people of Carthage, 
they cut down every tree as an as a advantage to warfare. And they literally changed the atmosphere that they dwelt in to where it could not rain anymore. So this tells us that we have power to change the atmosphere that we dwell in. Their complacency was the very cause of their demise. Their complacency being at the top was the very cause of their extinction. But today, God is calling us to some deeper relationships. God is calling us to deeper relationships. That's only going to come with hunger. If we hunger the things of God, we will access the things of God. God is calling us just as he called Samuel three times. We have to be hungry for it. Complacency kills an apostolic complacency kills it is the very it was the very demise of the people of Carthage if they were just hungry for more if the people of Carthage were just hungry for more if they were just hungry for more they wouldn't have died if they were just hungry for some spiritual and warfare for some um, weapons of warfare I mean I seriously doubt that they wouldn't have any problem defeating Rome they had all the money, they had all the knowledge, they had all the education. If they would have just spent some time growing in warfare, if they didn't get complacent, they would still be here today. But now they are extinct because of their complacency. Complacency kills. I'm going to say it again. Complacency kills. In Ezekiel 47, as we read earlier today, there are levels. Those levels that were taken to, to the ankles, to the knees, to the loins, those were levels of a river but today their levels in the spirit what that meant was their levels in the spirit i believe that man that was measuring out ezekiel was was god he was measuring out ezekiel different levels in the spirit to take him so we could take him to a deeper relationship ezekiel would have never gone deeper like he did in that passage if he wasn't hungry for the deep things of god ezekiel would have never gotten to the knees or to the loins or to waters that he could not swim in if it wasn't his hunger for God, his hunger took him to such a place in the spirit to so deep things in the spirit of God to where he heard the voice of God. He saw dreams and he saw visions and he received words from God. His hunger was such a hunger that took him deeper to the things of God. The only way that we can grow deeper with God is through our hunger. If we're not hungry for it, God won't provide it. We have to be hungry for a miracle. We have to be hungry for a blessing. We have to be hungry for a sign and for a wonder. God wants to give it, but it's our job to be hungry for it. So there are different levels in the spirit that God allows us to take ourselves through. When Ezekiel says, and he measured a thousand cubits, and he measured, and he measured, the, the Hebrew etymology of measure is to stretch. And so if you apply into the context I'm trying to preach today, stretch, you'd, it would be said, I'm stretching forth. I'm longing for something I don't have. I'm stretching outside of my comfort zone so I can access and take part in something I don't have. I am, I am stretching for things of God, for the deep things of God that I do not have. I'm stretching outside of my comfort zone. To hear the voice of God, which I do not currently hear. I am stretching outside of my comfort zone for my healing. I am stretching outside of my comfort zone for that prodigal to come back home. I am stretching outside of my comfort zone. I'm stretching outside of my comfort zone for that breakthrough, for that healing. I'm stretching outside of that comfort zone for that Bible study I've been working on. I'm stretching to hear for the voice of God. 
We have to stretch and long and hunger for the voice of God and for the things of God. It will not come if we are not hungry for it. Today, God is calling his people to a deeper hunger. God is calling his people to a deeper relationship with God. I've never felt this so strongly in my spirit when I'm trying to preach today. In this day and age, relationship is one of the big is the biggest thing that God is calling for. If we just search for relationship with God, the miracles will take place. The signs and the wonders will come to follow. Jesus said, if you just desire the kingdom of God, knowledge, righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. If you just seek relationship in the voice of God above all else. But there's certain things that have to take place before the voice of God can be heard and before the deep things of God. We have to hunger to the waters that we cannot swim in, to the unpassable waters. That is where we can take ourselves to. God has to trust us with that hunger before he can lead us through those waters that are, are not passable. We have to hunger after levels we can only take ourselves to. So when we get to the waters that are not passable, like in Ezekiel 47, God knows that he can trust us, that he can trust us with the relationship, with the hunger, so then he can then take us to a deeper level with God. Hunger for relationship is the only thing that takes us deeper. We see this in the book of Daniel when Daniel denied the law of the land to eat the meat. He just hungered and longed for the word of God. He said, I'm not going to take part in what my friends are taking part in. I'm not going to take part in what the rest of the land is taking part in. But I'm going to take part in longing for the voice of God. I'm going to take part in hungering for the voice of God. Look where that got him. True relationship with God is what he desired. And he received true vision and true interpretation. When Nebuchadnezzar asked him, what does this dream mean? He wouldn't have had the answer if he didn't desire a relationship with God. His relationship with God is the very thing that gave him the interpretation of the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar. He longed and hungered for relationship with God above all else. He said, I'm not going to take part in worshiping these idols. I'm not going to take part in serving the worldly king. But I'm going to take part in serving the king of kings. I'm going to take part in worshiping the king of kings, the Lord of lords. The Lord strong and mighty in battle. That's who I'm going to serve. God is calling us to realize that I need to serve the king of kings. He's calling us, some of us today, to a deeper relationship with God. I wish I could get a saint of God to realize that, that God is calling me. God is calling me to a deeper relationship with the Lord. God wants to speak to you. Some of us think that God doesn't want to speak to us because we've never heard his voice. Some of us think that God doesn't want to speak to us because we've never heard his voice. We only hear it through a pastor or through, or through a man of God. God desires more than ever to speak to his people. That's the whole point of why we're here. He longed and hungered for a relationship so much that when Adam ran from him, he went and searched and looked for his son. He desires relationship with you. He called Samuel three times. How many times has he called you, but we've ignored the call? Because we've been so distracted with the things going on in this world. We've been so distracted with media that we cannot hear the voice of God. We get so concerned with what is going on and what is taking place in our job. We get so concerned with the number of our bank account. We get so concerned with how we're going to pay 
the bill. We get so concerned with the worries and cares of this world. They're just distractions from the enemy. They're just distractions from the enemy. We serve a God that literally flooded the earth for 40 days and brought a family out of it. We serve a God that's capable of all these things. He came and died on the cross for us. Why wouldn't he want to bring you out of your trial? Why wouldn't he want to bring you out of your situation? We serve a God who's capable of all these things and wants to speak to you and wants to provide for you. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the provider. He's Jehovah Nisi. Lord, you reign in victory. He's the God of all these things. We need to cast, he, Jesus told us to cast our cares upon him. Because if we cast our cares upon him and trust in him, our cares will be cared for. We desire God to speak to us so much, yet he doesn't speak to us. I was, I was praying a few, a few nights ago. I was praying. I was trying to pray all throughout the night. And I was praying. And I was like, Lord, the number one thing I desire on this earth is relationship with God. That is the number one thing everyone should desire. That's the number one thing I personally desire. Relationship with God. I desire to walk in the cool of the day just as Adam did. I desire to walk with my Lord. I, de- I can't tell you ever since that became the desire of my heart, the doors that have been opened, the opportunities that have been given, I can't tell you how much blessing has walked through my front door ever since I started desiring relationship and communion with God above all else. We get so concerned, why isn't God speaking to me? And I, and I felt impressed on my spirit. If I can't trust you with my word, how can I trust you with my voice? If I can't trust you with my word, how can I trust you with my voice? The, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. If we don't look to the word, if he can't trust us with his word, why do we expect him to trust us with his voice? I don't know why, this isn't in my notes, I don't know why I'm feeling this, but I just feel that someone's been longing for the voice of God. You're going through a season, a time of isolation. Someone's longing to hear the voice of God in their lives. Someone just wants to commune with God. Read his word and he'll start speaking. Study his word and he'll start speaking. Spend time with him in prayer and he'll start speaking. Pastor, I know, I know, I know I'm new, but Lord, Pastor, can I just come to the church when no one's here and bow down and knee before this altar and cast my cares upon the king? Because I know if I do that, he'll start speaking. Pastor, I, I, Pastor, I know I'm young. You know, if, you, if we're young enough to be tempted by sin, we're young enough to be used by God. We're old enough to be used by God. If the enemy can tempt you with sin and carnality, you are old enough to be used by God. And I'm not just talking about young naturally, but young in the spirit, new babes in Christ. Pastor, can I come to the church? Can I seek after the face of God? Can I build my own altar? Can I dig my own well? We We need to learn to dig our own wells. Because we need to not only dig our own wells, but fill our wells with the living water. Once we drink his water, we don't have to thirst anymore. What did Jesus say to the Samaritan woman at the well? We need to dig our own wells in the spirit. I, this, this is nowhere in my notes, but I feel it. I'm just going to try to flow in the Holy Ghost. I may be 16, but if I'm young enough to be tempted, I'm old enough to be used by God and flow in the spirit. So I'm going to do my best to flow. 
We desire so much to hear the voice of God, but we don't desire to read his word. We can't take time to read his word. And I'm guilty of this too. I'm, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself right now. I get so caught up with, Lord, why aren't you speaking to me? It got so bad to the point where every time someone said, the Lord spoken to me, the Lord spoke to me, I would get bitter. Because, Lord, if you're speaking to them, why aren't you speaking to me? God cannot ignore desperation and hunger. And I was so desperate to hear the voice of God, but he wasn't speaking to me. And so I was getting bitter. And that's when the Lord spoke to me. He didn't speak to me. I mean, he impressed in my spirit. If I can't trust you with my word, how can I trust you with my voice? We get so caught up worrying about and and consumed with the things of this world and meeting that paycheck and worrying about our marriage and worrying about our kids' lives and the healing that needs to take place. Sister Glover, when I was driving over here today and I had a pain in my ear. I was driving over, and I had such bad, brutal pain in my ear. I had no clue what it was. I said, Lord, this isn't mine. Because it just happened in an instant and went away in an instant. I said, Lord, what is this? And so when you told me, she said, when you said, I can't, I can't hear you. You have to say it again. I have an ear problem. That's why I wasn't being weird. I was just so like, no way. That we desire those things for the Lord. Sister Glover, I believe the Lord is going to heal you today. No, there are no coincidences in the kingdom of God. Sister Glover, would you stand up, please? What, what ear is hurting you? Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for performing the miracle. the healing that just took place is just a preview of what God wants to do through this church. Through prayer and in praying in the spirit over direction for the service, I began to see prophecies and prayers over this church. I began to, where is this at? I began to see prophecies and prayers that were being prayed over this church. Dormant prayers over this church that had not come to fruition yet, that had not come to pass. 2023 is a year of revival, is a year of relationship above all else. So those prophecies that were spoken over this church, those prayers that were prayed over this church, those many hours and days of fasting over this church, they're coming to pass in 2023. They're coming to pass in 2023. The seeds that were planted over this church in this region, they are going to bloom in 2023. 2023 is a year of revival. 2023 is a year of breakthrough. 2023 is a year of the miraculous. But this can only come after relationship. An offspring, an offspring of true divine relationship with God is revival. An offspring of true divine relationship with God is the miraculous. Is healing, signs and wonders, outpourings. Every lost soul in the city. I look, there are 5,000 people in this city. Every lost soul in Sterling, Alaska will be saved. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. 
I'm so thankful that he chose Sterling Pentecostal. I'm so thankful that he chose Sterling Pentecostal Church in this last days to be a catalyst for the name of Jesus. I wish if someone believed that they would make intercession in the spirit right now. Daniel desired true relationship with God above all else, and that brought him true vision. Daniel desired true relationship above all else, and that brought him cl more clarity. I don't know why I feel to say this, but I feel that there are some people in this house and their minds have been fogged. You know what? This is in the spirit right now. I was traveling home from Landmark. I know some of you watched. I was traveling home from Landmark Conference. In the moment I stepped in Seattle, not on the on jet bridge, not when I landed, but the moment I took foot on the foundations of the airport in Seattle, all of a sudden my mind, my vision became blurry, and I literally felt like I was having a heart attack and I was going to pass out and die. It happened with an instant. I felt like such anxiety and fear and depression and such cloudness in my sight, I could not see where I was walking. I could not see my hand in front of me. I had to go to an empty gate, feel my way around an empty gate and pray and intercede. And I did not care. I did not care what the people of Seattle Airport, what I look like to them. Because when you get desperate enough for the things of God, God cannot ignore desperation. Imagine if Elijah would have quit looking for the rain on the sixth time. Imagine if Elijah would have quit looking for the rain on the sixth time. Could you imagine where they'd be at? But on the seventh time, Elijah said, servant, go up one more time. My God is the provider. He is the healer. Go up one more time. And on that seventh time, he saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. And rain fell. And the years of famine were over. But I feel that some people in this house today, have, their minds and their vision has been cloudy. And they could not see their steps in front of them. They've been standing still because they could not see where they were trying to step forward. They've been standing still in the spirit. And you feel like you've been left all alone. You feel like you can't hear the voice of God. You're left alone. But all God is trying to do is teach you how to trust in him. Teach you how to learn in him. Lean on him. That's all God's trying to do. And so today, I believe that the service is going to be a service of deliverance. Okay, okay. But through the deliverance, when God gives a deliverance to your situation, he's going to give you a desire for relationship with him. And through that desire of a relationship, we have to stretch forth. Lord, I just need a few more minutes in reading. God, let me just study your word. Let me just study this one more scripture. Let me see, figure out what it means. Let me find the meat of this scripture. Lord, let me just spend five more minutes in prayer. It's all I want, God. Just five more minutes. And then you're going to start saying, let me spend just ten more minutes in prayer. Just give me 30 minutes. 
Lord, just give me one more soul. God, just give me two more souls. Lord God, I know we've run out of room in our building, but just give me one more soul. Just give me one more soul, Lord. That's all I want. If the people of Carthage... How to pray in the spirit? I wish I could get someone to pray this. If the people of Carthage would have been com- wouldn't have been complacent with where they were at, they today they would still be the top people. They would still be the top of the food chain, but because of their complacency, they no longer walk on this earth. Their complacency was their extinction. We in a day and age right now we cannot get complacent. We cannot get complacent with where we were at. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If they wouldn't have been complacent with just the fire, they said, Lord, I'm in the fire, but I know a God that can bring me out. I know, Lord, this may be my my end of my day is on earth. But, Lord, I'm going to see my king. I'm going to see all the prayers that I prayed come to pass in that heaven. In that new heaven, I'm going to see it all, Lord. We have to get to a place where we're not scared of hell, but we're excited to see the king. To where we're excited, we just want to see the king. In your time of distress, God just wants to hear your voice. God just wants to hear your voice. He called for Samuel three times. He's calling for you today. He's calling for you to make a commitment to him. A commitment of deeper relationship. That's all he wants is for you to desire relationship with him. Once you start desiring relationship, your vision becomes becomes clear. And you receive clarity. True vision, true relationship breeds true vision. True relationship with God breeds true promises. Once once God could trust Abraham with his promise of Isaac, the same chapter, the next chapter over, the angel, the same angel that told him said, Aaron, Abraham, there's there's a lamb right here. Don't kill your son. That same angel that told him that told him, your seed is going to be as the sand of the seashore and as the stars of the sky. Once God knew he could trust Abraham with his promise, the real promise came. God had so much trust, trust and faith in his relationship that it brought him 
such a great promise. It brought him the promise of him being the father of all nations. If we can just desire true relationship, it will breed promise. True relationship breeds the miraculous. Offsprings of true relationship are atmospheric shifts. God is trying to take his church in this day and age through an atmospheric shift. We've gotten to the place where we're no longer worried about what's going what's gonna to take place. But we're just excited to hear the voice of God. And once we start longing and looking for the voice of God, revival comes. And it's not just coming anymore. Revival is here. It's here whether you like it or not. If you're going to miss it, you're going to miss it because the end time revival is here. God is raising up this church in this region to save every single lost soul in this region. To bring back every single prodigal back to repentance. God is raising up this very church. Stir the Pentecostal church. It's going to be a church of revival. People are going to start saying, man, I want to go to Sterling Pentecostal. I hear revival over there. I hear revival. I hear the sounds of the trumpet over there. I see breakthrough on the horizon at Sterling Pentecostal. I'm, I, I have more to say, but I'm going to be sensitive and obey the spirit. I want us all to come to this altar. I have more to say. I have a few more pages of notes, but I'm going to be sensitive to the Spirit and just flow in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to let God have His way. Because once we start to let God have His way, everything changes. Everything breaks. Push after that right now. Push after that right now. Pray a little bit. Pray a little bit. Make a commitment to God. 2023 is the year of relationship. Relationship breeds promise. Relationship breeds the miraculous. Make that commitment to God right now.